Blog Talk Radio.
Good evening, good evening, and thank you for calling, uh, joining me in the Soul Cafe. Um, thank you for joining me in the Soul Cafe tonight. I will be joined by my 20-year high school classmate, Ms. Tamara Lowry, and my, ooh, over 20 years, <laughs> my next-door neighbor, Mallory Armour, um, Anointed Armour on Facebook. And we will be discussing tonight um, family secrets and that that popular phrase that I'm sure we all have heard, what goes on in this house stays in this house. So I just want you to hold on to your seat. We're going to... Um, we're gonna play another song, but we um, we're um, giving a few minutes for uh, our callers to call in. But we're gonna um, play a song called "Born to Win." But I just wanted to uh, thank everybody for calling in, and um, I'm gonna take a I'm gonna take a quick break because um, I'm gonna take a, I'm gonna take a quick break so that I can um, make sure I have everything that I need. But um, definitely, again, with tonight's subject is family secrets and secrets. What goes on in your stays in his house. So um just stay tuned to um hear a song called uh, Born to Win by Mr. B J McKenzie.
That was Born to Win by Mr. B.J. McKenzie. Um, again, I'm just giving a few minutes uh, for my guests to, uh, guests to call in. But um, I see I have a, a question. Um, um, let me go ahead and grab that real quick. Hello? Hello? Well, hello, uh, Alex. How are you? I'm fine, darling. How are you? I'm fine. You press one. You have a question already, or you 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 want to well, talk no, about actually, family secrets? No. Ooh, I'm not going there today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm already on the line with people, so I'm not going there today. Um, you know, I think that what you all are doing is amazing, and so I think it's time that people sort of put these things on the table. I've had my own theories about how those things are handled, and it may or may not affect anybody, but I think it comes, you know, it's just one of those historical things, I think, that if an abuse happens, you don't talk about it because you don't want people in public to think that there's something wrong with you. So you tell people not to talk about it, and then when people refer to it or mention how they've been hurt by it, I find it odd that people get offended. How dare you say that about me? Well, I'm saying it about you because this is something you've done, you know, sort of thing. Wow. Well, I mean, what do, uh, well, so I'll ask you, um, what do you feel out that phrase, you know, what goes on in this house, stays in this house? Do you think that uh, that is something that's very damaging, or why do you, why do you think people say that? I think it's damaging. I do think it's damaging, but I also under in 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 dealing with people, I think people say, "Don't you talk about nothing that go on in my house." I think people are I 
I think people are protective of that space because that space is supposed to be sacred. It, you know, your home is a sacred space. Your home is a space where you commune however it is you commune. You have your moments with your family. You have your moments with God. You have your moments with whatever it is that you do, and you don't want people in your space. So if something happens in your, what is supposed to be a protected and safe space, think about what that says about somebody. It means that you didn't do what you were supposed to do to protect the people that you love, or it's even worse if you're the abuser. Okay. You know, I think that what it turns – I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. You say what what it turns into. Go ahead. I think what it turns into is the person retreats into themselves and wants to protect themselves. If they if they victimize somebody, it it doesn't become about their victim. It really does become, well, I don't want anybody to see me in a bad light, and I don't want anybody I don't want anybody to treat me different. But it's okay for me to treat somebody else like crap. Well, a lot of times, um, you know, that's just my understanding. A lot of times, I know people say, hey, you know, like you said, you know. Really, what goes on in my house stays in my house. It was initially like if your brother got a bad grade or if they got a spanking or, you know, mom and daddy may have had an argument. You know, every little detail of what goes on in your house should not be shared outside. Like you said, that is your place to commune. That, you know, some things are some things are private. I think it gets to the point when, like, Daddy spent all the money gambling, or he smoked smoked the light bill up, or the rent money, or you know, Mama getting bounced off the walls, and you know, folks sniffing stuff. You know, people sniffing stuff they don't have no business, and you of know, uh, child I abuse. I think when it when it gets to those things, that's when people, you know, again, like you said, people get people get a people get afraid. Because then it's like, hey, you're gonna see me in another light. But it also may, you know, people may be afraid of being of, of getting caught as well, because of a lot of the things that they do that is not is not appropriate. And you are, and sometimes people are victimized by their own family. I think part of it also happens when if you, I'm going to use I'm going to use black folk history. And if you think about the things that we've gone through in our history in this country, some of the things done were probably not things that you wanted to get out in public. So they were so there were things that were done and you were victimized in a way where you didn't want didn't want anyone to look in your house to talk about it. We not gonna we're not gonna talk about the we're not gonna talk about that old that old master rape sister, sister, rape sister, and that the new baby that's going to come is old master baby. We're not going to talk about that. So there is already that shame, sometimes that shame and abuse sort of already built in to the fabric of our culture, I think. Yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I'll, agree. I'll, I'll agree with that. I'll agree I mean, with that. I'm not saying... I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not, I'm, I'm just saying it, that sort of thing 
is sort of already built into the culture. Should we break it? Certainly. Do we break it? Not often. And those that and those that break it are often met with all sorts of stuff because the person who may have attacked them gets an attitude and it's how dare you say this about me? Or it turns into, well, well what are people going to think about me? I, at this point, it's not about you. I don't really give a rat's ass what people think about you. Forgive my language. I don't care what people think about you because at this point, it's hurting me. And if you're okay living that way, that's fine. I'm not. I think more so it um, in uh, call of four seven zero one. I see you. So give me one second. Uh, you know the truth is, I think it's that uh, I um I speaking up is not a problem. I think it's the method. Sometimes people speak up. Like people forget to go to a person and have a one on one conversation. You know, we are so in the media, we have so much media and we have so many ways to communicate. We have email, social media, we have text messages. We have, you know, people don't talk to each other anymore, don't sit down and have a conversation anymore. And I think it's the way that you put, you know, if you have a problem with something, I think it's the way that you put it out there because if you, you know, your abuser, why would you put it on, you know, if it was a situation that occurred with you and you really felt some type of way about it, why would you put it on social media? Go to that person and talk to that person. You know, try to have a conversation with that person because I think a lot of times we have become, you know, although we are speaking up, although, quote, unquote, we're speaking up, we're still being cowards because now we're hiding behind technology instead of actually having a conversation conversation with person and say, hey, you made me feel like this when you did this because you may not be the only one feeling that. And someone else may need the platform to be open so that maybe they could be they could speak up or, or anything like that. But I think it's the way that we do it when we when we go to social media and quote unquote we say we're gonna blast somebody. When we go to social media and we do things like that, you know, I think that we could um I think that we can handle things. I think we could start to handle things as adults instead of being. Um, I, I consider it to be cowardish to to put something on Facebook and then not address the person because if somebody hurts you, you want them to know, hey, you violated me. You did something to me, and it's better when it's, it's better when it's to their face because. They could they could deny it. you know people deny things all the time it's like you could deny it but at the same time face to face you know exactly how I feel about the situation you know exactly how I feel about you we're either going to resolve it and have a conversation and you're going to apologize to me or I have to just let you know had this happened to me I'm acknowledging I'm acknowledging it and I'm also acknowledging the apologies I'm not going to get so you ready to deal with yourself. I can see that too. So, if you keep listening, I'm I'm, I'm gonna bring you back. I just um I gotta get to my okay. I gotta get to my guest. No, 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 no. Okay, I I'll I'll be here. But I th- I thank you. But but you know we gonna I'm I'm, I'm pulling you back in because this this is uh okay. family secrets. I'm gonna pull you back in. I'm gonna take you back in.
caller four seven zero one. Hello. Hi. Hello. Hi. How are Hi. you? Can you hear me? I'm wonderful in yourself. Yes, I can hear you. So I'm, I'm wonderful sure you in yourself. Listening in. I'm fine. Okay. I'm sorry I couldn't I caught an echo right there. Um I'm sure you were listening in. But, you know, our topic tonight is family secrets. And, you know, how do you feel? First, introduce yourself. I'm sorry. Introduce yourself. <laughs> oh, wow. All right. Well, good evening, Radio World. My name is Mallory Armour, <laughs> better known on social media as Anointed Armour or Madison Brown. It is me. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> well, so, you know, tonight we're talking about uh, family secrets, and I just kind of want to tell you where it came from. Um, I was having a conversation with my 21-year-old niece, and she was like, um, you know, we need to talk about, you know, family secrets and how it how it hurt people. You know, when they say, you know, what go on in this house, stay in this house, you know, like, she's like, it, it's things that go on that, like, affect how how we act, you know, how we act ourselves personally, and then how we function in relationships. Like, it causes us to, like, um, depends, you know, it causes us not to trust, but causes us to trust people, or especially if it was stuff like, um in the domestic violence situation, like if it was something that like involved a man, it caused you to look at men differently, and and it's like you kind of never get any understanding or closure. You don't get any closure, or nobody ever talked to you about like maybe how you were feeling, and it's kind of like you have to keep it bottled up. And she made the point to say, you know, that that it hurts, and and it affect it affects us. So what can we do about family secrets, or you know? Or, you know, just kind of like secrets in general, because sometimes it's not always a family secret. It could be just anything. But but she really, like, stressed, like, I, you know, would like to hear people's um, opinions on that because I know I struggle. She, she said that she struggled with some things based off of a family secret. All right. So, so that's, that's, as why, that's why we, you know, go ahead. Okay, so what I'm gathering from the information that you just said is that basically um, it's about secrets. So bottom line, uh, in experience and in my opinion, in experience, mm -hmm. hurt people hurt people. Mm -hmm. You cannot, you cannot operate in your full self when you're loaded down with any type of secrets. Because when those secrets are exposed at the wrong time in your life, mm. it causes havoc. It causes all hell to break loose in your life. The first thing Absolutely. is to admit that there is a secret going on. It, see, admitting the thing is the number one step. When you don't admit anything is wrong, then it remains buried. Mm-hmm. You have you have to be real and honest with yourself. 
that's where a lot of things start first in self. When you know something has happened to you, when something is done to you and you don't speak up, it causes the weight of the world to be on your shoulders, as they would say, meaning it opens all yeah. doors to all, in my opinion, demonic forces to come into your mm-hmm. life and to take over you because you are hiding something. See, when you're in the dark, meaning there's no light there, meaning the only thing that can fester in the dark is fungus, things that really aren't good for you. That's what festers in the dark. When you are in the light, you are exposed. No one can embarrass you when you're in the light. Because you're already exposed. You're already naked. You're already naked. So how much more if you and I are standing in light and we're spiritually naked, how much more can we be naked? We're just naked. But like Adam and Eve did, when they ran behind the bushes, they hid. Because God was the light. So they hid from the light. Because they were in darkness because of the sin that they committed. So that was a secret that they were trying to hold from God. I don't want God to know we ate the tree off the tree. He already knows it because you're hiding. Mm-hmm. So when you, why do you allow people, a why do you think people hide? Say that again. Why do you think people hide? I said why do you why do you think people want to hide? Number one. It's a taught behavior. Number two, they don't feel like no one is going to believe them. No one is going to, how can I put it, help them come out of the darkness. And if they come out of the darkness, they're shame. Because shame plays a big part of you hiding. Shame. If I had to use one word, it would be shame. Shame is the big reason why people hide. It's shame. It makes you shameful. Whatever the secret is, it causes you to be shamed. It causes you to have fear because one thing brings about another. It's just like taking medicine from the doctor. They advertise it right in your face on TV. They say, take this pill for high blood pressure. And in a disclaimer, it will cause ulcers, liver bleeding, nosebleeds, headaches. Well, why would I want to take that pill? Why would I want to keep hiding if it's going to bring on all this other stuff? Why can't I just be free? Hello? Hello? Caller 4701, can you hear me now? Hello? Yes, can you hear me Hello? now? Yes, I can. Hello? Okay, Hello, I'm can sorry. you hear me? Yes, the devil must don't want, want me to talk about family pictures. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know oh, what just Jesus. happened. <laughs> I said I the same thing. I, I laughed so hard. I said, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Ain't nobody mad but the devil funny. himself in hell. Must be a touchy subject. But, yes, it uh, is. And not only that, I br- go ahead. I'm sorry. Now, uh, 
I was, um, yeah, I bind every every witch and warlock on this line just as well. But um, mm-hmm. what I was trying to ask, I was what I was trying to ask you when you, um, like you were saying, Adam and Eve, they they committed a sin and they hid. I was trying to say like, like the abuser, because uh, uh, every everybody is not an abuser, but like, why do people? Why do people um, like? I understand why the person who may be going through something, I understand why they, they hide. Because, you know, it's like, wow, like you said, being in the dark, all the things going on, you're trying to figure out, like, what did I do wrong? Um, how can this stop? When is this? You know, you got so many things going through your head, pulling you in all different directions. I'm, I'm want to be more, I'm more concerned about, like, the person. Why do you think the person who is, like, maybe inflicting the harm, why, why do they hide? Shame. People who inflict pain are people who have been inflicted pain on. Hurt people hurt people. That's the bottom line. It's the bottom line. No one, no one in their right mind or wrong mind intentionally just decides, hey, I'm going to do this. If you do background checks on people's Mm -hmm. genetics, on their bloodline, Mm -hmm on their generation, you will find out that half of the stuff that people do or have done or are doing is coming from their generational bloodline, generational curses. And like the caller earlier spoke and said, a mentality that we have been taught down through the years, if you want to get historical Mm -hmm. about it, from slavery. Things were done to us our culture, our generation, our people, things were done to us, and it it became a brand and a behavior to say, shut up. That's why people in the hood don't tell when they see things. Right. Even when they own people do things to each other. It's a learned behavior. And then when you get into the physical part of someone molesting somebody, pedophile spirits mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, uh, incest. That's generational curses, and that's also bloodline crossing. You have to, first of all, you have to know who you have a baby by. You have to know who you're getting in the bed with. Don't you don't want me to start? You have to know who you're getting in the bed with. But no, now you, but no, now you talking. You now you telling the truth. You telling the truth right there. You, you have to know, and I'm not talking about their social security number, because I used to repeat my children's father's social security number backwards and forwards. But because I was unlearned, I didn't check his bloodline. I didn't check his lineage. And this is the reason why back in the day, way before our time in history, and even in royal families that they still do it today with Prince Charles and them, this is why the queen didn't want Charles, Mary, and Diana, and the new boy, the baby boy, he's liking on a black young lady now. They're they're strong <laughs> about that. They're strict about who are yes. you? Where you come from? Do you come from money? Do you come from common sense? Do you come from education? Yes. We don't we don't do these things. We sleep with whoever and pop out these demons and think it's all right. Oh, and then no, we get upset I, with no, the kids no. when they act like who they are produced by. That's true. Because um it took me a long time now speaking of the um just on the like when you have to watch who you have children by 
one thing about me, I like to be very transparent. I'm a, I'm a very transparent person. Join so the club. I don't have a problem with speaking up. But one thing, um, that was something early. That was something in both situations I did not do. And in the first, and you know, with my first child, I had him very, um, very. I don't say very young, but I was young, and. And I did, it was some things that I didn't know. And so, like, it's, it's things that I go through with my son right now from behaviors that over the years that, you know, when you say check check the bloodline, yeah. it's, some things on, it's some things on my side as far as, like, domestic violence, um, alcoholism, um, homosexuality, um, witchcraft, um, the um, women have a tendency not to get married. Um, or like the women are like too strong. They have a tendency to, to not be married, try to like overrule a man. Dominant. Uh, there's a dominant. lot of, um, yeah, dom- dominant. And then there's a lot of, um, unwed, there's a lot of unwed mothers and uh, what is it, whore, uh, whores, male whores. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of things that were wrapping in my own family, and then just kind of checking on the other side of my son, his his father's family. There was mental, there was some mental mental illness, some some like molestation, some, and it was actually some like blood, just you know, some blood disorders that caused uh, um, retardation, like a form of autism, and and it was a, it was a lot of things, and it's like wow, you know. You don't look at that. You know, you don't, you really don't look at that. And then you, like you said, you get mad at the kids because you're trying to figure out why you act like this or why, you know, why you doing this or why you dealing with things that you're dealing with. And you don't realize that there's some things that nobody told you. There's some things that nobody told you. Or you trying to figure out what's going on and nobody talking. You know, you trying to, you know, trying to figure out like why my child fit and nobody talking, and, and, well, so, and it, I, it, it really it. What I've learned in my own children, because I have one son, and I used to when I was unlearned, when I didn't know the Word of God, when I didn't know who I was and whose I was, when I did not know because it wasn't taught, because my mother didn't take me to church and she didn't have revelation of the word. As a matter of fact, I'm, I am the peace in my family that has came, came, that God raised up to slay the head of the bloodline curse and the generational curse that's on my family. And I stopped it with my people with my mother, with my brother, with my niece, with my sister-in-law, with my children, with my grandson. Because mm-hmm. God released his information to me so I knew how to speak over them, and I'm still learning. So it took for my mother to get every bit of 60-plus to apologize to me for some things she allowed to happen to me. Right, But because God made me in his image with holy boldness, I didn't know it was, I was bold all my life. 
but he mm-hmm. gave me holy boldness when he gave me his word. And once he he gave me that and I introduced it to my family, like, and I started praying and fasting, chains had to be broken because my last name is Armor. That's not by coincidence. Mm-hmm. So I agree. when we talk about family secrets, we talking about things. If I would allow my family secret of just between the fact that at seven, no, I was six. No, I was seven because my brother was born. Or either I was about to turn seven. But I know my brother was a newborn baby. Me and my mother and my brother, we stayed. My mother was renting this room from this lady. I can't remember this older lady's name. And my mother was renting a room for her down in like High Park somewhere. It was all the way in the, mm-hmm. her, the room. Was, it was a big, huge apartment. Those apartments are humongous. And the, our room mm-hmm. was in the back by the kitchen. So my mother would let the lady watch me or whatever. So the young, uh, her grandson, I don't know who this boy was to her. I know that he was 12 years old. He was six years my elder. Mm-hmm. He put his hands down into my pants and messed with my click. Now, mm-hmm. I'm six. Nobody has told me about the cookie jar. Nobody has told me about people shouldn't touch you. Nope. And this has never happened to me before. Right. So I get, I get a whooping because he get busted touching me. And he touches me out in the open in the front room. We weren't in the closet hiding. We didn't know watching TV. So I got in trouble. But because my mother did not sit down and explain to me this, that, and the third, that left the door open for Satan to later on, once I turned 11, for me to be full-blown raped. And the rape was subtle. This is the crazy part. The rape wasn't forced. It, well, when I say forced, meaning I wasn't knocked in my head and, you know, beat up. I was left with some neighbors down the street. And the neighbor, she had five children or four. I know three of them was boys. She had four children. Three were boys and one was a girl. I'm 11. The boy that raised me was 15. They had their own room. And had I not talked to a play cousin and told her about it, I would have never knew that I was right. She asked me, she said, did you want that? I said, no, it hurt. She said, that's right. Don't you ever let anybody touch you. And man, you, he did try it again. And when he tried it this time, baby girl was like 12 years old, going on 13. And I was in the bathroom of their home. Because when I took it to my mother, she swept it under the rug like it was funny and cute. But when we went in, when I was in that bathroom using it, he bust in as I was pulling my pants up. And when I say I gave him a run for his money and I fought him so hard that we were both sweating in his bathroom, it was in the summertime. And his little brother happened to run in and say, ooh, I'm telling mama. And their mama happened to be coming up the street. God got a grace on you before you even know it. Yes, and that lady... I told her what happened to me, and I told her how he had penetrated me 
or a year prior to that almost. And when I say she beat all hell out of him, that she blacked his ass. And she was a little bitty old woman. So from that day forth, it caused me to be bitter and angry. And I will fight at a drop of a dime. And I will cuss you mm-hmm. out at a drop of a dime. Not knowing it's because of what happened to me and the fact that it was never dealt with. It was never talked about. And then after that happened, I popped up pregnant at 14. So all these doors are being opened. And then I get pregnant at 14. And and for me, I was a virgin because that was the first person I ever allowed to touch me. And we did it one time, and I was pregnant instantly. Then by the time I was 17, I was working on two more, three more kids. So by the time I was 25, I had five babies. And nobody ever said to me, nobody, all the church folks I had around me that was giving me mean looks. Oh, yeah, I'm going there. I'm going there. All the church folks I had around me that was putting their tongue on me. They were putting their tongue on me, and they were saying how fast, and I, and I wasn't fast. I was just opposite. I was a tomboy. And every child I had, I was in love with their father. I wasn't no one-night stand. As a matter of fact, we lived together, and we were family. I'm the first person in my family since my grandmother to have no been married. No one, I had one lady, and I'm going to say her name because I believe she's deceased. May she rest in peace because you know her. And you know one thing God will send you, and this is what I tell people when they go out here and they try to minister to folks, what they ungodly self. You can't minister to nobody if you ain't never been through what they've been through. So shut your mouth and pray for them. Now, because Odin had had kids out of wedlock, because things mm-hmm. had happened to Odin and she was on crack and her kids was given away to her mother and had to be raised and she had kids of different men of different nations. I'm going to go there. She came to me. i never forget the words she told me. The same woman they talked about and dogged out, the church folks talked about it like a dog. That lady came to me mm-hmm. and gave me something that lasted me forever. She said, baby girl, she gave me my first scripture. She said, let me tell you something. God won't put no more on you than you can bear. I was every bit of 15, 16 when she told me this. Because I was ashamed that I had another baby. I had a so-called friend that I thought was my bestie that stayed across the street from me. Every time I would get pregnant, I would go confiding on her. By the time I come off, come out of her house and get on her porch, the whole block knew I was pregnant again. See, there's a difference in holding a secret and letting allowing somebody to confide in you and you advocate and for them. And the Bible talk about a talebearer and gossip, so go ahead. Oh, yeah. I done read all those scriptures. I done prepared myself. <laughs> Because I, I was waiting on a witch or a warlock to come at me because I got all my Bibles open. 
Because I, I mean to bust some heads and do some business because that's the problem. That's why people continue to develop all these disorders and people be murderers and they be angry and they be psychopathic because they're hurting because they're harboring these deep, dark bruises in their body on the inside from when they got touched. Yes. And people swept it under the rug. And these supposed to be Christians and saints that said, you better not tell nobody what goes on in this house. What goes on in this house. The devil is a liar. If you shine yes, light on it and believe, get some help. Because believe it or the not. The devil can't come out in then. Because believe it or not, I was molested by a neighbor. That lived in the buildings that lived in the building behind us. Jesus. And Jesus. I would have never. I I the way you know when you young you kind of block things out and you don't know. Yeah. And you know I remember playing we all played together. Mm-hmm. But you know I found out through you know something being said just like yeah and when such and such was touching you and I had to go get y'all out of out of their house. And and it's like, what? You know, and then you see how later people are friends. People are still mm-hmm. friends, still talk, you know, still friends, still talk. Mm-hmm. Um people don't have relationships with this man and everything mm-hmm. you like, what? You know, and you and you see, and you find out later on, and then you see things later on in your life of what he may be doing to his own children, and then oh, yeah. you never no. know that, mm-hmm. and you never know that you it happened to you, and mm-hmm. no, it was, and like you say, some things I I never did with, ever talked about, and then you know it seemed like it just kind of swept under the rug, and you like. Wait a minute. I'm important. Somebody should have did something about this. You better know and, it. You better you better know it. And, and and just like, you know, just like um you know, just like you talking about, you know, it took someone later on to come to me in my life to to tell me you gonna have to you know, later on like high school, towards my junior year in high school. One of my male teachers, uh, he came to me and he talked to me. And he finally, you know, I had spoke up about some things that were going on. Finally saw it for himself. He got a chance to witness some things through a phone call. He got to hear some things and he was like, whoa, you know, we need to get you someplace safe. And um, he came to me later and he said, the only way you're going to be able to change and be able to break break some things is you're going to have to not be afraid to come from among them. You're going to have to not be afraid to just live your life and deal with whatever things you have. You're going to have to deal with them and you're going to have to change. You're going to have to dare to change. You're going to have to dare to be different. And the things that were done to you, it has to stop with you. You're going to have to break it. You're going to have to break it. Abuse, you're going to have to break it. Alcohol, you gonna have to break it. It it have to stop with you. And if you have any, you know, if you have any children later, it have to stop with you. And you are gonna have to do something different. And that was one of the reasons that when the opportunity came for me to get a music scholarship, I took it. And no one saw me. No one saw me for about fifteen years. You know, I may have popped in and out, 
But no one saw me for about 15 years, and still to this day, nobody asks, why did you stay away so long? Nobody ever asked me that. Well, I can say, <laughs> from being very close-knit, some <laughs> things you don't have to ask. Amen. Some things, if you have eyes to see and ears to hear, and you don't, and see, this is the, this is the, this is the part that hurts me about people in general, and it's, and especially uh, the so-called saints. We can know that thing ain't right. We can see that thing ain't right. We can hear that thing ain't right. And the first thing we do, uh, mm, the first thing we do is chastise. I'm already hurt. I'm already beat. Why would you beat me more? I'm. uh, Why would you verbally lash me and beat me when I'm already hurt from what was done to me? And who your God is again? It doesn't work like that. We have to learn I'm... how to. Hello. Go ahead. We have to learn that holding secrets. See, I, and I teach. I taught my children young. One of my God brothers, who is a very dear friend to me, a uh, strong man of God, he got upset with me because I used to ask my daughter. Did he come out or did he say anything to you? Because, see, my daughter was developing. They were shaped. They were Coke bottles. They still are. And because what was done to me, I vowed it would never happen to my children. And I vowed that before I even knew God. So I vowed that. And I used to allow them to go with him and his wife. You know, they love them. That's their godparents or whatever. And when they come home, I would question them. What did y'all sleep? Who was in your room? Did somebody come in? Did anybody in the bathroom when you took a shower? Oh, I, I was going in. And so mm-hmm. he got wind of it one time, and he came to me. We was in church, and I told him, I say, who do you think I am? Those are my children. I'm the mother goose. I'm the hen. I got to protect my chicks. And I, I say, it's nothing against you, but a diggling don't have a conscience. Or a woman. I have... A woman either. I have developed daughters. Developed. They developed young. I have developed daughters. I told them how pretty they were every day. I told them how gorgeous and beautiful and how worthy they are. And I don't need nobody coming and getting in their ear because kids are vulnerable to people they trust. Yes, they are. So it's my job. Yes, and people lure you with cartoons and snacks and all type of stuff, yes. all type of innuendos and and little treats, and they 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 sat back and they've learned you, and they've watched you, and they they've been waiting on you to get ripened, so they can pick you. Not mine. The devil is a lie. And the evidence of that is I'm not in jail. And I and I think a lot of times when things happen, like you said, people. Um, I guess what I guess what bothered me is that I feel like people knew, but they just weren't going to. People knew, 
but they just weren't going to say anything. Because they think it's not their business. Yes, because I know my brother and I, we we had some conversations before, and we had some conversations before, and I just said it was a lot of times that, you know, people knew. I don't, you know. People knew that my mother was beating the hell out of me, but in their mind, that's what a parent is supposed to do. People knew that my mother was on drugs and getting drunk and people was coming to our house and people knew this. Mm-hmm. People knew this. See, God, I'm going to show you. I'm going to let another secret go. Because uh, it ain't secret to me because I'm transparent. I, I, baby, can't nobody judge me but God. So I'm very transparent <laughs> when it comes to my life. I, I don't, I really don't care about anyone's opinions. I'm so over people. Love everybody, but I'm very much over people. Because, see, as me being a person growing up, that that was, I was two ways. I was quiet out of fear because I was shy, but I was also strong and boisterous out of being hurt. Right. So, I... Uh, my mother used to go to these people's house down around the corner on Sealy, and the man tried tried to try me in front of the girl he was messing with. Man, you, I was a kid. I was every. I didn't even have a child yet. I was every bit of fourteen, thirteen, fourteen. Cause my mother was leaving me around all these spirits. All these people, mm-hmm. and once you're inebriated and you you didn't have too much alcohol and drugs in you, you can't pay attention. You're not paying attention. Yeah, you're not paying attention. You just going for. We what open you want. the doors for all these things, and it starts from the big mama's on down. Sophia, Sophia Ruffin did a uh, a scope today, and she was talking about uh, big mama. I'm telling. In other words. I'm telling everything you told me, don't tell Big Mama. Yes. Because all the Big Mamas used to say, what goes on in this house stays. And see, I think, and and I'm going to, I'm going to say this in in my life right now. um, I was, I was able to overcome a lot of things. I overcame a lot of things. And I'm also, um, I was fortunate enough to get an apology for, the some of the the abuse that I had to deal with, uh, the physical and the verbal that I had to deal with, I was able to get Amen. an apology, and I thank and I thank God for it. You know, people people don't know to this day, but I was able to actually have a real conversation with this person, and that's why I said what I said earlier about social media. It's just some some things some things I wouldn't dare write on social media. I'd rather tell you to your face. Because you can't deny it, you know you can you can Let say whatever you, you want to say on Facebook. You can you can be who you want to be you. on Facebook. Let me tell you something. I've I've said it before, and I still say it to this day. That's the devil's pulpit. Absolutely. I mean, like I said, Facebook. You can be whoever. You can have whatever face you want to have. You know, you can. That's be the victim. devil's pulpit. You can be you can be the victor. You can be super religious. The past. You can be whoever you want to be on Facebook. But I think where what's going on right now is that I think that in my family, I believe that 
Um, I think that people are, I think that it's some people who are probably afraid to really address the situation on both sides. I think that just like kind of Well, they'll never be down, free. You know, that's called bondage. They're having that sit down, come to sit down, have having that sit down, come to Jesus meeting. I think that on both sides, I think that people need to have that. Com- you know, I think that some people need to have that conversation, and and some people need to see how they um, enable some things, and then some people need to, at the end of the day, you know, when it come down to people, when it come down to people and their behavior, you said it earlier in the show, you have to admit. And if somebody don't want to admit something, you can't make them. You can't make them. You know, I'm, you can say what I'm you can say what I'm glad you, say, you can't make them admit you can't make them admit it. That's why I said, you know, earlier I said you have to be okay with maybe apology you would never get. And for a long first, time in my Go ahead. The first the first the first step is you have to the victim, and I hate to say the word victim, but the person who it was done to, you have to understand that it was done, it's over, you need to Mm -hmm. be delivered from it and move forward. That's the first step. Then, if you're fortunate enough to be able to address the person who did it to you in a sound mind, in a sound mind, because if you address them any type of way, they still have control over you. Fortunately enough, I was able, when after I had my first child at 15, the young man who penetrated me, to show you how his mind was a kid, Somewhere in his little mind, he thought my daughter was his baby. And it's like, okay, you really slow. You really slow. But at least I got an apology. He came back years later to my mother's house where I was at. And he actually apologized to me. Then years later, extremely years, I'm talking about recent, I got an apology from my mother for not listening to me, for not speaking up. And my mother wasn't a victim. She She's never been touched by anybody that I know of. My mother mm-hmm. actually was a spoiled kid growing up. She was a spoiled kid, so she had a two-parent household. And see, another thing is, is how you're raised. It's how you're raised. Because I was able to break the cycle. I was able to uh, break the chains of generational curses through my open communication and my transparency to my children. I tell my children everything. If I, if somebody trying to date me and they want to take me out on a date, my kids getting a picture of their license plates, a picture of them, and where we going, and the person's phone number. Because I have to practice what I preach. I can't tell them to do that, and then I turn around and say, man, your business. But we live in the same house, and then I come up dead five minutes later. 
And now they're on the news looking silly, crying because of the secret I was keeping. Yes. And, and, and like, like I said, I was very fortunate enough to get an apology later, but it was where I was in my life. It was the fact that I had been willing to forgive. I had dealt with, I had dealt with my issues because I went along. I, um, I probably went maybe 10 years. I'm going to say, yeah. I went a while not speaking to my family. And that was because, and that's like include my brother, my sister, like everybody. I went a long time without just speaking to them because it was some things that I had to deal with about me and who I wanted to be. And when I realized who I, and when I realized who I wanted to be, as you say, unapologetic, uncompromised. Amen. Amen. I am that I, I am that I am. Amen. When I was when I was able to sit down and have that conversation with my mother, and you know whatever her hangups were, you know we talked about whatever she you know whatever she felt I had done. We talked about. On some things we agree to disagree, but we came to the understanding that I am that I am, and it's just certain things that I will not tolerate in my life. And when I Amen. find that there, when I find that that's that's the route that we're going, I'm not retreating because I'm afraid. I'm retreating because I don't tolerate that. I'm not going to entertain it under no circumstance. And if that means not to have a relationship with you, then that's absolutely what it is. And that's called being healthy. See, we think healthy just deals with, we think healthy is just exercising. If you don't have a healthy man, I don't care what about your Coke-shaped body, (laughs) you still messed up. You still out of shape. And you have I, to have a healthy still, mind. And I still think people, you know, um, I still, you know, my family, uh, we now, we, my family right now, we not perfect. You know, my husband and I, we have, we have our issues. No one is. Um, no one is. You know what I'm saying? You know, we have our, we have our issues. But one thing that I love about my family, and I'm, I'm talking about the Gray Reed household, I love that we have family meetings. That like if it's something going on to somebody ain't doing their chores or mom and dad we tired of y'all arguing like we sit down and we um, my husband have this policy it's called check your feelings at the door and that means if he has to get on to you even if it's me if he has to get on to me like baby you ain't you ain't cleaning up or you know you ain't keeping yourself up like you used to or whatever. Whatever the case may be, check your feelings at the door and let's talk about it. Let's get to the bottom of it. And, yeah, it might hurt my feelings that you said that I don't clean up enough or whatever the case may be. But if that's bothering you, let's talk about it so it don't fester and turn into a problem. And that's one thing that we do in my house is we talk about it. And, yes, just like you, I ask my children. I have boys and girls. I ask my children, did anybody touch you? I, they go somewhere, they come back. I'm looking at them like I did when they was a little baby. Let me see your feet. Let me see between your toes. Let me see your hands. Let me see your back. Uh, you know, hurry up. Oh, 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 pull that out real quick. Okay, all right, all right, all right, turn around. And, yes, I'm checking my children 
even my 17-year-old, I'm checking my children because it was some things that happened to me that I'm not going to allow to happen to my children. And that's Especially your right, and that's your duty. You know, and, and, families, your... and, families, and family secrets, I tell my children, if you, you know, come to, you know, if you feel like it's something going on that you don't like, come to me and talk to me. That's my first thing is I tell them, come to me and talk to me. Don't take anything outside of this house without talking to me. Talk to me about it. And we can go to grandma or papa. We can go to whoever you want to, and we can sit down and have a conversation because there were times where, you know, I did have to tag my dad in on some things because, like, hey, it's some things, God, you know, I, I, I'm just, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. And it's some things I had to pull my mom in on. It's some things my, my in-laws. It's some things that, you know, I had, to, you know, issues in the marriage. You know, just sometimes you do have to seek outside help because, you know, all that you're doing is not working. But my only rule is talk to me first. If you got a problem with something that's going on, talk to me so I'm aware of it. Don't let somebody else come to me telling me something and that may not be what's, you know, that may not be what's going on. Well, the family I don't rules like that a, I have, no. the family rules that I have are, number one, I, I do we since my kids were little, there's always been an open communication policy with me and my house. Also, mm-hmm. even to the point where I've told my children, if I do something to you, tell me. Do not yes. think because I'm your parent that I can't stand to be wrong. I've always been this transparent parent with transparent person with my children. I've always told my them if mommy if mommy do anything to you, yes. My niece is clapping for you. So she she said thank you for saying <laughs> that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I've I've always been this person that I tell my children if I do something to you, Come tell me, pull me to the side. If there, and another right. thing that we don't allow our children to do is be openly expressive in a controlled yes. environment. It's times that my children have been upset and mad, and I, I'm a firm believer in because I love details. I need to know what happened. I'm your lawyer. If I have to find out from somebody else, what you say to me is null and void. I don't want to hear it. But if you come to me right. first, even if you're in the wrong, I can better help you and assess the situation. But I cannot if you lie to me or if somebody else come to me first. Because I built that platform and I or have an open door policy, this is the reason why my children can proper communicate with me. I have two daughters that live in the state of Texas. When they wow. were going on dates, when they were going on dates, and meeting these little guys, they was like, Mom, for real, I got a text. I said, I say, you want me to walk to Texas? I said, because you know I will. You know my brain works like that. I said, so I think you better continue to practice what you was practicing when you was at home. Take a picture of the license plate, take a picture of the young man, and send it to me. And they would. And I'm talking about grown women. Mm-hmm. Because I, but that, I need but to know. That's good. Though. I need exact. I need to know. I need to know. See, this is the like I tell my children all the time. 
the love that I'm giving you, the kisses, the affection, me pouring into you, telling you how beautiful you are, me being this woman of God. I say, y'all, y'all got this part of me that a lot of people don't even know about yet. Y'all people remember me from the old me. I say, I didn't have this growing up. I didn't have a mother that kissed on me when she was sober and told me how beautiful I was and I was so brilliant and I was smart and I was intelligent and I'm a genius. I speak over my kids daily. I give them affirmations of who they are daily. I text them, even when they get on my nerves. God, the Holy Spirit, check me. I used to be, because I was learning and I was growing in grace, and I didn't understand that life and death lies in the power of the tongue. I used to, when they used to do stuff and it used to upset me, I used to say, you so stupid. Why would you do that stupid stuff? And the Holy Spirit quickened me. And it caused me to cry. So what I did was, when they would do things that irritated me, I started getting sarcastic. I said, look at my little genius, such a genius. Look at you. You're going to learn it, aren't you? You know, and they would be like, my, stop playing. You being sarcastic. Yes, but I'm still speaking over your life that you're going to be a genius. I said, and I mean that part. I said, because speaking over you, calling you stupid. Right, right. I'm going to affect you. I'm going to push you into what I need you to be. I need you to be a genius. I, I told all my daughters and my son, you cannot Make me a grandmother while you're in high school. Your baby will live, but you will die. Because I will personally take you out. And I meant that. All of them waited until they got into college to make babies. <laughs> so, you know, I meant, I meant what I said. And I told my children, not graduating out of high school and going into college is not an option. Not only will you graduate out of high school, you will go into college. It's not an option. If you find out college is not for you, then you're going to pick up a career or a trade or you're going to work the gift that's within you. But you're not going to be a do-nothing because your mother is not a do-nothing. Absolutely. And I I think that... I think that all parents should, you know, all parents should do that. And the re- and this is the reason why I'm saying all this is because this keeps the secrets away. This yes. op- shines light. So there is no darkness. There is no darkness. There is no darkness. When you create a darkness, now you create fungus to fester. Yes. Fungus and yes, mold, and that stuff will take you out. Mhm. It kills and it destroys anything it come in contact. It makes what it come in contact with contaminated. And now, guess what? They become contaminated and they're hurt, and anything they touch becomes the same thing. Yeah, anything and, and that you know, they touch this- becomes the same thing. And see, one of the, um, you know, just just speaking on, you know, just speaking on families, a lot um, people, I, I I just feel like a lot of times people don't want to address the the um, what I like to call the broken situations. They don't want to address mm. that, and it's and and it's because, like you said, it's it, it's exposing. And one thing that um, you know, 
my mother and I, we were oil and water. But one thing that, like, to this day, you know, I love my mother for. I love her because when I found myself 19 and pregnant, she looked at me like she, we had always argued and, and fought, but she looked at me with, like, the sweetest eyes. I, I can recall to this day, like it was yesterday. She looked at me with the sweetest eyes. And she said, well, when I was your age and I was pregnant with your brother, my mother put me out. She mm. said, but I'm not going to do that. She said, but I'm not going to do that to you. She said, I want to see mm. you make it. And no matter, you know, no, I'm not happy with what's going on with you and having to see you like this, but it is what it is. And I'm going to be there to help you. And if it gets too hard, you call me and I'm going to help you again. I'm going to keep helping you until you make it, until you can stand on your own feet and flat. I'm going to keep helping you, and you're going to make it. And she kept telling me that. And I was like, I couldn't do When she got up, she kissed me on my head. And when she got up and she walked in the other room, I just broke down and just cried, like, thank you, God, because the way we were, she could have she made me leave. She could, you know, she could have she done a lot of things to me, but she showed compassion. And she showed me love. And at that moment, it it was some things about my mother that I had not known. But she became very transparent to show me, I know what you're going through. So let me I show you something right th- there. Let me show you something right there. Because she chose to look at you as a reflection of her, it broke a chain. Absolutely. Every time, and, and every time we take a situation and we mirror it, my oldest daughter has three babies, three boys, beautiful boys. She turned around to me one day and she said, Ma, how did you do it with six children? I told her, no, she said, how am I going to do it with three kids? I say the same way I did it with six. I say, you're strong. I say, and there's nothing mm-hmm. you cannot conquer. You're strong. You come from strong stock. You don't come from weak stock. You don't come from scary stock. You don't come from, oh, I, I can't, I can't. You come from determination. And your name itself represents who you are. I say, so look at your name, learn who you are, and be about your business. My daughter does not stay at home. She's a manager at her job. She has her own place. She has her own car. And her boys are well taken care of without the help of mommy. Amen. And I can and I can truly say to this I can truly say to this day, my mom held true to everything that she said that she was going to do for me. Because it was a point, um, my son's father, you know, again, family secrets. My, you know, my son, father, he was he was just never around, and there was some drama surrounding him, but like he just uh, he was totally and completely absent. He only show up to cause problems and, and court cases, but other than that, but there was a time where I was in school and my mom, she helped, she kept my son and she helped me. You know, she helped me raise him. She kept me encouraged, and you know. 
she may not have been able to like make amends with me like how I would have liked like for us to like be girlfriends and go have makeup and brunch and all of that. She made amends with me in her own way. And I took I took that and said thank you, Lord and kept and just kept it moving. And I'ma tell you, you know, something later, as me being a mother. I'm going to tell you something as me being a mother that I know personally when it comes to a mother and her daughter. Two things. We cannot stand to see our children repeat our sin. Absolutely. When our children repeat our sin, it makes us question ourselves. It makes us take a deeper look at ourselves and say, why didn't I cover that area? Why didn't I teach her this? Why did, so it's not the fact that you all won't be girlfriends because you all are uh, unbeknownst to you. You just don't know it yet. Oh, trust me when I tell you. It, tr- trust me when I tell you. It took me two years of standing in the prayer line every Sunday, consistently crying and praying to my former pastor. And getting in line, and every time I get in line for the prayer line, he said, well, what do you want the Lord to do for you? Every Sunday, I would say the same thing. I want a relationship with my mama. Every Sunday, every Sunday for two years, to the fact he, when I came up there that last time, he said, don't you come up here no more. He said, God has already done it. Don't you come up here no more. And I had to accept my mother where she was at until God grew her in grace. Because when he started to give me the relationship with her, she wasn't saved. But because I was saved and because I had the love of God in me, God taught me how to love her through it all. The same way he loved me through all of me and still loved me through all of me. So that right there helped all the secrets to start being broken and unleashed. Me and my brother are products of married men. Wow. Me? Okay. Me? It don't bother me at all. It don't bother me at all. Not at all. Now, I believe my father was like separated and divorced or whatever. It wasn't like she was sleeping and creeping, you know. My brother's father, that's a whole nother situation. You know what I'm saying? But my mother was bitter, so she never allowed us to be acquainted. So that I broke that. I I broke that. That 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 mindset and that chain. And I my my promise to myself was that my children would know who their mother and father were. And because I made that, and I wasn't in Christ, I wasn't in Jesus, I wasn't under the blood, to my knowledge. I hadn't went and accepted Christ. I was still living off the fervent, uh, fervent prayers of my grandmother before she was deceased. I was still living off those things. Those were the things that covered me. But I made sure... My children will never have to question, is this my daddy? He an older man. He likes me. I can't date him. He might be my daddy. They know who their brothers are. They know who their sisters are. They know their cousins, their aunties. They know both sides of their family. Because of secrets, people sleep with their kinfolk. Because of secrets, people are raised by their aunties and their uncles thinking they're their mom and their dad. 
Mm-hmm. And they find out, and they find out later on the death bed. And you, and you know what kills me about when people reveal secrets? A lot of people, when they expose a secret, they don't do they it. They do it. They do. No, they do it when they die. But a lot of people do it to like hurt the other person. Like because they, hurt they, people they, hurt people. Yes, yeah, they and they feelings and they mad and they well. That's why auntie such and such that ain't so that ain't so mama that's your auntie because uh you was raped by uncle this person you know and the way the way that it come out and the way that people do it they like you said hurt people hurt people and people you know people don't like people don't like the you know when you call people to the carpet on certain things certain times sometimes people don't like being called to the carpet they don't they don't like the have those conversations because they're not ready to be free everybody is not ready to be free everybody is not ready to be delivered and see that's a stronghold that's a demonic people don't like to don't like to mix it but i'm a realist i'm a realist i am a realist that is a stronghold demonic demon from the pits of hell that will keep you in darkness so you won't be able to be free. You're shackled, bound, and down when you live in secrets, when you don't tell somebody has touched you, when you grow up and you wonder mm-hmm. why your kid used to skip, now they switch. Your kid used to wear dresses, now she want to be a thug because something <laughs> took place. I'm a realist. I have yeah. cousins that I have cousins. I have cousins that 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 have been touched and you and and you fan is wine and boy what is wrong with you you so handsome is you crazy they throwing their drawers at you but because nobody ever addressed it because the the mom wasn't around mm-hmm. or the mom wasn't paying attention and people not proactive with their kids and they're not just interested in the lives of their children. Yeah, they'd rather be out with their girlfriends and their boyfriends, and, and they'd rather be somewhere in the club, and then their kids yeah. sucking stuff. God keep my tongue on this air station, sucking stuff. But, but, pe- but people, you know, it, you know, and but the, yeah, that's true. And they go, and a lot of things go along with go on with me and as well, where um, oh, definitely, that's, that's a, definitely. That's that's a topic. That's a whole topic for another show. You got your Antoine Fishers. You got your Antoine Fishers, who women and molested boys, and then you got you got your the boys that boys and molested them, and all type of yeah, other and things. Because, and then, then sometimes, <laughs> but sometimes, but sometimes, but sometimes, every everybody, everybody not molested, everybody not abused. You know, it some things just again, as we said earlier, some things come down the bloodline. Something just in the bloodline yeah. from and the also kids, things are transferred of spirits too. Yeah, things are transferring yeah, of spirits. That's that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Generational like catching a cold. Where did I get this cold from? Yeah. What door did absolutely. I touch? I, I got a cold. And sometimes, and sometimes the men, men play a men play a role. You know, when it comes down to the homosexuality thing too, sometimes men play a role in that because when you when you leave. When you when you leave a child, when you leave a boy child just amongst women, and they never have a role come model. On, come, of on a come on, come on, somebody, come on, somebody, speak that thing. They never, they never have a role model. Masculinity. Of what a, They've a, never a, a, been around a, a, masculinity. A, 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 only thing they know is a feminine spirit because that's all they're around is a feminine spirit. They, 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 they don't they, have they, any masculinity they, they, spirits around them. Yeah, they didn't get. 
they didn't get the opportunity, you know, you too busy playing softball or you too busy drinking, you too busy, you too busy. You too busy doing everything but being a father that you signed up for when you release when you release that seed and that seed connected with that egg, you signed up when to your be a quiver, father. When your quiver when your quiver when your arrows shot out of your quiver. That's that I mean, that's all I'm saying. When you when when that when you when that child grace that carries your DNA, you signed up to be a father. And you can't just oh the mama got it oh she you know yeah in the in the, maybe the first first year or so yeah mama do have because baby need and all of this but at the at when they get to walking and talking they need to see what a man do a man talk a certain way he act a certain way he pees standing up he uh you know he carry it's the way he carry himself and the way he do things and if you leave him around women he gonna pick and nothing wrong with having a feminine side of being able to understand women, but at the end of the day, you're not a woman, sir. You're not a man, ma'am. You're not. And and all and a lot of times, all that don't come from molestation because everybody Amen. is not molested. Sometimes, sometimes it comes, again, we do, we, we do what we see. No. And let, a lot let, of, me, and a, let, me, let me shed a little light on that. I have... I have somebody I know. I have no. I have somebody I know that's very close to me. I'm. I'm gonna show you how <laughs> door. You can crack a door open from somewhere else, and then a flood of other things will come through it. I know somebody that was heterosexual, and because they had agreed for money and coming up and all this, they were. Uh, offered to be performed on by the same sex. The same sex mm-hmm. paid them to be performed on. Mm-hmm. And in most people's minds, we're gonna say males. In most male minds, these 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 uh these uh pretend heterosexual heterosexual men, the pretend ones. If a man gives them service, yeah, they give them service, they are still straight. Only the one that's doing the service is the one that's not straight. I beg to differ because mm-hmm. it takes two to tangle, period. Take two to tangle, and most, period. And most, and period. Take two to tangle. Most people wouldn't do that. And most people wouldn't do that. And so guess what? Because, okay, this person is going to pay me. Hey, I'm going to get paid and you know, hey, now that's a seed unbeknownst to yourself that has been planted. That seed of sensation. Now it's going to cause you to be curious. So they're going to just feed you breadcrumbs. They're going to give you money up until about the third or fourth time and now you're hooked to the fact where they're telling you, that, no, no, let's do this now. Let's do that. Well, it only started off as them giving you a service. Now you're servicing them. And there's no money yeah. involved. So that I'm agreeing with you about, because there's so many different ways the doors of that get open, and there's so many ways of doors of anything getting open. Absolutely. Yes. And, 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 we, and, think, and, and, and a lot of times, like, even, um, you know, even promiscuity. Promiscuity um, don't don't just happen from molestation. Promiscuity no, happens from no. rejection. From rejection. Let, let you, you better not, believe you it. Know, 
Again, you better believe let, it. Let your, let your parent be out working all day. And, and, and there's nobody to watch you when you left to your own devices. And, and all you got to do is beat your mama or your daddy home. You out doing everything under the sun, what you want to do, and you and you find or trying. In my you, case, you you in my case you trying. You was trying. You yeah, were trying you, to do something, and then yeah, you, <laughs> and then you had to walk right. from the hundreds to sixty six <laughs> and try to yeah, beat your mama off, and didn't even get a right, chance to do I'm anything. Just, <laughs> yeah, but I'm just saying, no, you know. Promise you, know, it doors open a lot of times oh, things happen a lot of times, and even and, and secret, even secret, secrets come because people doing stuff they know they don't have no business, and knowing and, and knowing that and knowing and they you you at the end of the day you doing stuff you don't have no business, and when it gets exposed, and it causes you to be in shame, shame, shame keeps you from telling. And when it's exposed, either you're going to tell the truth so you can be free. And, and yeah, man, you might get in trouble for telling the truth. But, you, yeah, you might get in some trouble. you either going to tell the truth or you're going to lie. And the more you lie, the more it's going to keep going. You're going to keep it going, keep it going until you hit a brick wall one day. And either you, you, you're going to get found. That's, that's just like the, the men who uh, be out here uh, with the prostitutes. You just you just banned it, banned it, banned it, banned it, banned it, Nobody ever say nothing to that one day. You either go to that hotel room or that person that walk up to you was a police officer, and now you got to call your family and tell tell. Uh, now you got to call your wife and tell her she needs to come get you because you got arrested for prostitutes, soliciting a prostitute. Because you you got picked up for being a John. <laughs> yeah, how, right. So like, how you make that? You know, how you make that phone call? Or you, mm, or you mm, know, mm, mm, you know mm. what I'm saying. Or you wind up, or you wind up losing your job. You wind up losing your hundred thousand dollar a year job because you got a drug problem. And so mm, now you, you know, mm, you mm, still now you still you still from the job. You done messed up. You know, you don't messed up everything. You messed up your life. So it's like when it comes down to secrets. Yes, it affects you. You know, and especially like. If you come from an abusive situation, like, and I can only speak for myself. I can't speak for nobody else. One thing from having been in a physically abusive situation, one thing I cannot tolerate is, like, domestic violence. So, the, the like, the yelling, you know, like, you know, yeah, you have an argument, you raise your voice. But when it gets to where you, like, trying to intimidate, you trying to, I can't deal with that. It's like I flash, like I flash, it all go black. I can't deal with that. And so, yes, thing, those things that happen in your childhood or, like you said, how you were raised, it affects how you have relationships. It affects it, 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 it affects who you are as a person. It affects who I am as a person. And a lot of times when I found, when people start, when they, like, irritate me to the point where I feel like they would cause me to, like, flash out on them, I try to get away mm-hmm. from people like that. I, 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 you know, and it, it may seem like, oh, she bougie or she don't want to talk to me. She antisocial. It's like, no, you just don't agree with my spirit. You gonna make me slap you, and then everybody gonna be looking at me like I'm crazy. But you just don't understand. You, tr- you triggering something that. Let me get away from that because that's not that's not good for me. So yes, it do affect you. It, you know, yes, all that stuff happened. 
I let it go. I got deliverance, and I, I I've got deliverance. I've um I've forgiven, but it's still certain things that when my discernment turn on, like mm mm, I get out. I get I move out the way. I get myself out of that situation. Yeah, I'm still here. Um, okay. <clears throat> to, I looked and I was trying to find something in the Bible that was, you know, earlier. I was like, well, Lord, what is it? Is it, you know, is it bad to hold a secret? Is it good to hold a secret? And the thing that came to me, and well, God revealed to me, I should say, that stuck with me the most is when the Bible talks about, and um, I want to say it was Hebrews or was it Matthew? No, yeah, it's in Hebrews 4 and 13. There it says, Neither is there any creature that is not manifested in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. I said, okay, you know, that's nice. But break that down to me, Lord. What does that mean? You know, it's nice. Yeah. It says that when I read it in the NIV, it says nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Mm -hmm. Everything is uncovered and laid bare before the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Absolutely. I used to tell my children, I said, anything that you do that I cannot see, God can and he going to tell me. That's the type of fear I would put in my children. I say, so whatever you're trying to do in secret, God going to show me that thing. My children, majority of them, are grown now. And they get together, you know, the little sisters get together and they talk and you always got that one sister that say, you better tell mama because you know she's going to find out anyway. Mm-hmm. So then that makes them say, ah, oh, okay. So this breaks the secret holding. Yeah. This and breaks the secret and one one thing that happened to me, um, I was at I was at church and um I had went to a I had went to a conference and um uh just being you know, being in a prophetic church, being being around prophets. And um, you know, sometimes people like want people say stuff because they want sympathy. I'm a person that I, I'm I don't say nothing. You know, I I'm I'm quiet. So I'm like, Lord, if you want certain things to come out, it'll be revealed. And I got called, um, my pastor, he called me up, like, after church, and he said, um, he just laid his hands on me. And he was able to see that it was a lot, you know, it was a lot that I had been through. And instead of me, like, trying to blame everybody and, oh, what was me and, Feeling like people owed me something for the, you know, promises that was broken, all the people that I helped, what, you know, whatever. You know, when he talked to me, you know, because when you, you know, when you go to a new new place sometimes around different people, people think you after something. Well, a lot of people are after something. A lot of people are after a platform 
ordinations and things like that. So sometimes you look at people when you're skeptical. But, like, when he touched me and then when he looked at me and he talked to me, he just kind of, you know, he looked at me in a way of, like, wow. Like, yeah, everybody don't come around because they want something. Some people, you know, at the end of the day, some people was born this way. You know, some people were born prophets. Some people were born prophetic. And they don't have to get, they don't have to be around other people to get a platform and things like that. So it was just, I, I would say it was very, it was, um, it was healing for me to know that somebody was able to see, like, wow, you know, to really see what I had been through and not to have to tell it. Because sometimes when you Amen. tell it, you know, you got people. You know, sometimes you tell it, and you got people who tell it just just so they could make you feel bad for them, and 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 it's like that's their way in. You know, I don't know, I don't know if that's wrong with me or not, but I know I sometimes I I just I just keep quiet. Well, just, the Bible kinda, tells us just, to study to be quiet. I mean, you it don't. I wouldn't feel bad for walking in whatever the Holy Spirit is telling me to walk in. If it's as you know, one misconception about me with people because I'm passionate, uh, they feel oh she's angry or uh mm-hmm. because I'm joyful and I'm I talk, you know, a lot, they think I can't hear. So when I get quiet it bothers them. But what they don't understand is I was quiet while I was talking, they just didn't know it. Yeah, they just they just didn't know. I, I was quiet while I was talking. They just didn't know it. I've always been the yeah. person my whole life. I don't even understand why. I've always been the person that people would come and tell me their secrets. People would come, and it took for me to get grown. Well, I don't want to say grown. Older in the Lord, mature in the Lord to understand, and once I learned my gifts, to understand why that was happening to me. Most of the mm-hmm. time, I want to say nine out of ten, when a person comes and tells me a secret, is because they're looking for revelation and I'm supposed to give it to them. They're looking for direction, and I'm supposed to give it to them. Or they might be looking for prayer, and I'm supposed to give it to them. Or they may be looking to be released from the bondage of the secret, and I'm supposed to give it to them. But they need somebody, yeah, they need somebody, to, they just need somebody to confide in, confide in that they trust. But see, yeah, they that's true. Because, you know, one thing, my, one thing my prophet said, he said, um, Learn to pray and not say, because sometimes people exactly. come tell you secrets because they because they know you know what to do with the information. You may not know what to say, but you know, but you know. Let me pray. Let me ban this and loose this, and let me you know. Let me speak this scripture over this person or that scripture dropping to you, and you were said you don't know why you saying it. And I feel like people, people, people come and they people come and they drop. They come. And they drop their secrets because that's a safe and that's a safe that's good ground that's a safe environment. And and you know, because I've never, because I've never, I, as long as I know you, I've really never known you to be a gossip. 
Oh no. I'm I well, I'm I'm gonna put this disclaimer out there. I was too busy being a tomboy. <laughs> I was too busy being playing alley basketball and two hand tag football and, you know, jump and rope all in the same breath. You know, I was I was too I, athletically I, I knew you to be a person that like if you sat down and had basically like if you don't wanna hear if you don't wanna hear the real, don't 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 sit down and have no Please conversation don't. with her. Please don't. Yeah, Please gonna, don't. She's gonna, she gonna tell you how Please it is, don't. but like when it came down, when it came down to like being a gossip, I never known you to be a gossip. I've always known you as somebody that was gonna tell it like it is, and it's like, look, you may not like what I'm saying, but I still love you. But I mean, you somebody, you need to hit it. You know, you need because it know is this. what it is. Right. And I will say this: so, the reason, the reason for that number one is God because of how he designed me. And I, it, it, again, I, I, I promise you, I, people used to try to suppress me and, and, and tell me, cause I grew up under the act. Uh, a child is not supposed to be heard. Just seen. Seen and not heard. Seen and not heard. Seen and not heard. And I also grew under the act of, do as I say and not what I do, which is a lie mm-hmm. from the pit of hell. Because children learn from at home first. Amen. Amen. So I've always been the type of person that I want to lead by example. If you don't, if I don't want my children to smoke weed, guess who can't smoke weed? If I don't want my children to be a whore, guess who can't be a whore? If I don't want my children to do X, O and Z, I can't do X, O and Z. Mhm. I just cannot. I cannot. And you know, I'm gonna be transparent again. Last year, um, uh, God told me this is about two months before the New Year. He said, going into the New Year, you can't have any alcohol. Now, man, you, I just love wine. I, you know, I just like wine. Not no, I ain't got to hit no clubs and none of that garbage. I just like to have my little, you know, I thought I was Carrie Washington for a minute off, you know, scandal. Got my little red wine. You say how you feel. God said, right, have my little nip nip. God said, in 2017, you cannot. You You cannot. You you can't you can, going forward you cannot. Now, man, you I I don't I you know I, I'm not an alcohol don't have I my brother don't even give me he won't even give me alcohol he laughs at me because that spirit didn't come upon me. I've tried to drink you know the hard stuff but it it, it takes one cup and I'm free. I'm finna go Me. leave everybody in my house. And they're going to be downstairs singing Happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. And I'm upstairs in my room snoring. One cup. So grace, glory to God that 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 thing never did. And I, I said that to say this, obedience is better than sacrifice. If we teach our children to be truthful and honest and we practice being truthful and honest to our children we don't leave doors open for secrets absolutely 
when when we when we tell them to do something we can't do, then we're leaving doors open for secrets and all other type of things to come in. Promiscuous, perversion, lying, stealing, cheating, because all that's gonna come through the door with it. Mhm. As you as you mentioned earlier, if you if you don't tell the truth when it's presented to you and a platform is given to you to be honest and you lie about it, now you have to tell another lie and another lie and another lie and another lie. I would if if, if there if there is any listeners, I would beg everyone to watch. Uh, what is the name of it? It's Mississippi. Burn, not Mississippi Burning. Oh my God. It's a movie and the title says something Mississippi. But that same thing, what we're talking about right now, that movie is exactly what we're talking about when it comes to secrets. It's called Damn Mississippi. It's exactly about secrets and how the man's secret carried over into his professional basketball career, which Mm -hmm. he ended up losing and have to come back home. And when he came back home to the place where he first was molested, he ended up doing to someone else what was done to him, and it caused him to kill himself. Because nobody told what he had done because he didn't tell what was done to him. The reason he couldn't tell, mm-hmm. because his mother and daddy and them always had parties and peoples in their house. And it's the same mm-hmm. person that was sitting at their table playing cards with them that molested the boy. So I yes. would encourage everybody to watch that movie to understand this is how it goes. This is how it trickles down. This is what the how the secret causes a, a rippling effect and causes a whole avalanche in everybody's life because secrets affect everybody that's around the person that's holding the yes, secret. They, yes, they do. And um, we almost uh, we almost do for our time. So, uh, Mallory, I want to thank you for. Um, talking with me tonight we're going to do a um definitely going to do a part two of the show where i'm going to bring miss tamara lowry i'm going to bring my classmate on and we're going to talk because we were kind of already into the show but i am going to do a part two of uh family secrets what goes on in this house stays in this house and um do you have any any um do you have any other last words before i close out my last words will be this For anybody who has a secret, get in the mirror and look at yourself and release that thing. That will be your first step. Release the hurt. Allow the tears to fall. Allow be because it's just you, the mirror, and God. And after you do that, you ask God to give you the courage and order your steps to how so you can go and get help, and so you can be able to be strong enough to address the people so you can be released from that thing. And know that there is no secret too dark to have light shined on it. Amen. 
Well, I want to thank uh, I want to thank um, Mallory uh, Mallory Armor uh, Madison Brown Anointed Armor uh, on Facebook. I want to thank her for being my guest tonight. Um, that was my childhood neighbor, so it was uh, it was very good to have a con- uh, have a conversation about family secrets because like we know each other very well. We we know we know a lot about each other, good, bad, and ugly. But I just thank God that we both are. Um, in the will of God and that God has his hand on us and we're both walking out the call that he had on our lives. So, um, again, like I say, I thank everyone for uh, calling in and listening. I am going to do a part two of uh, Family Secrets, what goes on in this house, stays in this house with my classmate, Tamara Lowry. Uh, she did call in. Tamara, I didn't forget about you. I'm sorry, but we was like already in and had a couple of uh, problems, but um, we're going to come back with a part two where you and I can um, tackle this thing again. But um, I want to say to anyone that um, deals with uh, family secrets or um, a family secret is affecting you right now today, don't let it. Don't let it. Speak up. Even if you have to, um, again, she said, talk in the mirror. Even if you have to, like, confide in your spouse and finally just break the silence and be free. Everybody was not abused. Everybody was not molested. It could have just been some things that you witnessed or some things that you knew that were not right or some things that go on in your family that you just don't understand and you don't want to partake in. Understand that it starts with you. Like some things start and stop with you. It starts with you to recognize it, and it stops with you to break the pattern. It It starts with you to just say, hey, I don't want this to go. In my life, I don't want it to go this way. I want to do some things different. And if it affects your relationship today and how you deal with it, sit down with somebody that that you really love and care about and listen to what they have to say to you. No, they're not critiquing you and they're not tearing you down. But sometimes you need to, you know, you kind of need to know some things about yourself. And the key thing is find out who you are. What's your purpose? What lies within you? What were you destined to do? And once you find that out, everything else is smooth sailing after that. And I want to thank everyone for calling in to the Soul Cafe. And um, join me next week, the uh, same time, 9 o'clock um, in the Soul Cafe will be um, Miss Tamara Lowry, and we will be discussing um, part two of um, Family Secrets, what goes on in this house, stays in this house. Be blessed. Thank you.
He knows all your issues. Praise your way through. 